If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. podcast. This is your host, Madeline Victoria Moon. Ah, This has been a week where I have done a lot of work. I've done a lot of physical at my desk work. And I do this thing, a lot of my clients do it as well, because, well, we attract clients who are mirror reflections of us. My clients do this too, where they kind of spin into all of these ideas for their business and one thing leads to the next which leads to the next and they have a perfectly decent fine website and before they know it everything needs to be rebranded and all the courses need to be turned into little mini courses and then sold for a different rate and then well we got to go also get a professional photographer while we're at it and then before we know we're starting a new food company and like all of these things are happening that have nothing to do with where they originally started and I have been doing that the past couple days I noticed especially living alone I'll go into these weeks that are really um really structured, really organized, where I know I'm going to do one, two, three, four every single day, and I get really clear on what my tasks are, and then before I know it, my laptop stays open longer than it should, which leads to me looking at other things, other people's websites, other people's social media accounts, and, you know, I'm just feeling really over it, feeling really over it. I'm over my own competitive brain. I'm over scrolling aimlessly. I'm over feeling like I constantly have to be creating something new or ahead of the game or every day I need to be writing some sort of post, whether it be Instagram or on my site or constantly Instagram storing. I mean, the options, the options we have now to get content up, it's ridiculous. And if we try to make ourselves stay up with that everywhere, it's, it's going to drive us crazy. Like when I look at what I have going on, I've got the Facebook fan page where I post things. Then I have the regular Facebook page. And then I have the LinkedIn. And then I have uh, Twitter. And then I do Instagram posts. And then, and y'all know me, like I actually really sit down and write those posts. They're from my heart. They're like mini blog entries. But then I head on over to 
Instagram stories where I elaborate it and then maybe I'll just combine the two of them and write something even longer and then send it out to my email list and then I'm like well dang people liked that maybe I should turn it into a podcast and then I hop on here and I talk about it and then people ask me questions about it so then I'm stuck in DMs answering questions about it and then I'm like man I should do a video on this and then I start doing that and then I'm like oh my goodness I should get on other people's podcasts to talk about this thing so then I make a list of like the top five organized ways you can make that happen and then I pitch it out to people you get the point having your own online business can be very overwhelming if you do not set ground rules and boundaries with yourself and right now is a great time to do that. For some of you, the part of this being like a business doesn't apply. But I mean, if you're on any social media, and definitely if you're on multiple sources of so- social media, this counts for you. Setting boundaries with yourself. It's been a while since I've done a big purge and a big unfollow for things that don't serve me. And, and also like unfollowing, but also a big follow spree of following all the things that are going to bring me joy in January and starting the new year, the direction I'm moving into. So it's a great time to do that. And it's a great time to look at, I mean, what social accounts just no longer serve. Um, <clears throat> I I haven't made any moves on, on that, but there have certainly been times where I'm just like, do I need this Facebook thing? Like, do I need to take email newsletters seriously anymore and do I need to do this and so I give myself permission to take breaks I don't write newsletters nearly as much as I used to I used to be doing it once a week and um, I ebb and flow with answering people in the dms and right now I'm really sitting in this in this practice of not feeling like I need to rebrand everything I've talked about this before but I've noticed a pattern that about every two years I do a big rebrand, a bit like a new website, new photos, new everything. And it's about that time, like clockwork for me. And that's where this podcast started from me talking about my, my mind rippling from one thing to the next because of this thought of like, oh, I'm a new, I'm a new woman. I'm a new person. I feel that deeply. It's time to have my website be aligned with that. And these are times I just have to tell myself to cool it. Just fucking cool it. Like, I don't need to do that right now. In fact, I talked to this amazing man named Stuart Pierce, who is a vocal coach. I mean, he, like, did vocals for Princess Diana and tons of actors, works at the Shakespeare Globe. And he is a very opinionated, kick-ass guy. Um, He triggered me several times in our session (laughs) because of his massive opinions. But he was very right about all the things he said. Uh, But one of the things he said was, I need to cool it until about May when my Saturn return really comes into full bloom. And so I'm sitting in this space of uh, going into these do, do, do brain waves because it's not that I'm physically trying to do all of it, but my mind definitely goes to these places of, oh, I got to do this. Now I should do this. Now I should do this. And for me, I, I have to remember, I really do need to cool it because I might go into this space where I'm creating all these things. And then I realize, oh my gosh, and once May comes around, none of it, none of it will fit me anymore because I'm going through this period of, of massive transformation. Even a month ago, the woman I was feels very different from who I am right now in this moment recording this. 
So I'm just going to cool it and I'm passing this on to you because if it resonates, it resonates. Cool it too. Give yourself some time to go inward. I, I think also if, if you resonate with this, maybe it's because winter, winter is coming. Winter is coming. And so with winter and with it being dark out earlier, we go inward more. And when we go inward more, there's more time to be with our thoughts. So whether you are creating a business or not, maybe you are, who cares about a business, but maybe you're a writer or you are thinking about creating something, or maybe you're just a thinker who gets caught up in the do-do-do's at your workplace. And notice if this happens more, if this is happening more now that it is colder and it's winter and you're spending more time inwards and see how you can flip that script. Um, notice when you get into these patterns and then have your your practices that will help you move that through in an embodied way rather than a mental intellectual way. So for me, sometimes that means I pull out my mat and I do cat cow for 15 minutes and I just feel energy rippling through my spine and I moan and I cry and I play music that's very heart centered, that makes me feel very sensitive. Maybe it means that I actually go into my masculine practice, which is meditation. And I go like, I definitely need that right now. Actually, I'm just gonna be totally honest with you guys. That would really serve me right now. So I might do meditation two times a day for 20 minutes and clear my mind or recently I've been going into hot yoga which has been so wonderful because I noticed that when I work out by myself that's more time to be thinking and sometimes when I work out I get really inspired and the best podcast topics come to me and sometimes it's overwhelming how many thoughts come to me like 20 of the best podcast thoughts will come to me and I just can't get my workout completed because I keep pulling out my freaking phone and staring at it and writing things down and putting it away and then doing it aside and then oh my gosh the next thing so these things need to stay in check and human design I think I don't know if this is like a projector thing because we're constantly learning and we're seeing things in others that we can help serve uh, but I, th I feel like it is. If you're a projector or someone who has a open mind or Anja center, Ajna, sorry, I don't know how you say it, I forget. Uh, one of either the two in your headspace, if it's open, you're getting thoughts and you're getting thoughts from others, from podcasts, from music. If it is open up there, you are getting a lot of thoughts from the spaces around you or just anything you listen to that you're amplifying and you're turning it into something new. So if I listen to a podcast while I work out, I end up walking away with like five new ideas for my business and I want to go do it all and it takes me away from my workout. So there's a beautiful bright side to being a creative and then there's a really dark side. I mean, I notice when I go into these states that my jaw gets tight. I'm no longer present or embodied. And I go into a wounded feminine, not a not a, a, a masculine where I go into doing, doing, doing. It's more of a wounded feminine of not knowing how to contain my own energy. So when you're in these massive states of overthinking and planning and doing and trying to be on all the different social media channels, blah, 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 it's not masculine energy you're experiencing. It's a wounded feminine. It's an uncontrollable and uncontained sporadicness. 
And so what you actually need is more masculine when you go into those states to stay centered, grounded, to make a plan, to be calm within your plan, to feel really rooted, to have more stillness. The go, go, go is, is a lot of that actually is feminine. Having goals and achieving said goals in a grounded, deep breathed way you're really just centered and you accomplish one thing at a time and you're on purpose and you're driven you're purpose driven that is very masculine but there's a difference between blah 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 gotta do all the things you can even hear it in my voice when I become disembodied my voice raises this happens very naturally if you see me talking whenever I'm on an Instagram story and I'm just talking really fast my voice might sound like this But then when I'm really confident and calm in what I am speaking about and I've planned it and I feel rooted and I feel like I'm embodying it, my voice drops. And I encourage you to even notice how you feel listening to me when I'm talking like this versus when I'm talking like this. Because how we talk affects those around us. You are affected by my voice sounding like this or if my voice sounds like this with the pace being a little faster. You are affected. Embodiment is a ripple effect. When I let go of all of the million to-dos I think I've got to do that I make up in my own mind, and I really ground in simplicity and in my body and what's present in this current moment, and I allow that, um, I allow that essence of what is to exist within my body, my voice drops, I ground, I am in my masculine right now. And there is a way that I can be in my masculine like this and also be in my feminine. See, you can even feel how there was a little bit of a transition there. Now, the way I'm speaking sounds a little more flowy, but it's still low, it's still deep, it's still grounded, it's still embodied. And this right here, the way I'm talking, this is what it feels like when I let go of all those million to-dos and all the things I think I have to keep up with and the person I think I have to be and I just let it go and I allow myself to arrive as I am. So let's arrive and let's jump right on into today's podcast. Today we're going to be talking about ways to reveal your feminine in a way that he, the masculine, can metabolize. First off, what does it mean to reveal the feminine? Revealing the, revealing the feminine, not just being in your feminine, but revealing the feminine is having an outward and inward demonstration of your emotional current moment to moment. Having an outward and inward a demonstration of your emotional current moment to moment. So you feel what's coming up for you, like right right now in this moment, notice what you feel. Is your heart beating fast? Is your mouth dry? Does your neck hurt? Do you feel jittery and anxious? Do you feel elated and happy and excited? Do you feel giggly? Or do you want to feel giggly? Sometimes it's things that we want to feel that we first create, and then we end up feeling them. Um, that's one that's one really important piece of embodiment is actually have it happen within your body first and then you will end up feeling it 
this is huge. This is huge, 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 which is something most people miss. Most people try to think their way into something or try to force themselves to feel something, feel happy. I am abundant. I am abundant. I am abundant, right? Trying to get to the feeling first and then you'll feel it in your body. But it's reverse. It is going into your body first and allowing your body to take a pose that will make you feel empowered before trying to feel something or feel more sexual before trying to naturally feel it. So even putting your hand on your yoni can create a little bit more sexual charge or you even feel a little more feminine because you have a direct contact with your most feminine member or putting your hands softly on your breasts may help you get more in touch with your your feminine your softness your tenderness Um, giving yourself a hug automatically creates a feeling of warmth if you were to open your chest like you were superman and pull back your shoulders you will automatically be embracing this feeling of confidence and I've got this I can do this putting your body standing up and and standing like tree trunks standing as thick as a forest standing with really rooted grounded legs with a tiny little bend in your knees that is going to give you the embodiment of the masculine that's the shape you make when you're in your masculine is just standing really, really deep in your lower half and breathing in your lower belly. That is the masculine stance. Whereas the feminine stance is movement. Any kind of movement, really. Uh, the most powerful one is a movement that involves your hips or your, your ass. Um, any kind of movement, because a lot of energy is stored there. A lot of energy, sexual energy is stored in your ass and your hips and, um, and your breasts as well. So allowing a little bit of sway, maybe figure eights, that can automatically get you more into your feminine. So start with the body. If you want to be more in your feminine, start there. So revealing the feminine might mean that inwardly you notice what's already there or you notice what you would like to have there. Not from a place of, I must be better, so I must feel more feminine, but rather, hmm, It would serve me to feel more of my feminine surrender and softness in this moment. So that's where I want to go. It's an empowered point of view. So you you have that inward and then you go deeper, which normally means going deeper to some place in your heart, connecting with the yearning and the desire to feel that way. So if I wanted to be more my feminine, I will inwardly touch base with that part of my heart that is energy, as David Data calls it, love light bliss, um, chaos, the part of me that is wilderness, that is the jungle, that is the mountain range, the desert, all of the part of me that is nature. I'll connect with that energy in my heart and then outwardly I'll demonstrate with my body through movements. If I'm connecting with the part of my heart that is feminine grief, then maybe I'll start to cry. If I'm uh, connecting with the part of my heart that is elation, I might giggle like a little schoolgirl. If I'm connecting with a part of my heart that is feminine priestess, I will most likely pull back my shoulders, stand taller, maybe tilt my head just a little bit and take on that stance of high priestess. If I connect with my heart, the part that is wild, like wild kitty, I might start swaying my my, t- my little imaginary tail a little bit. So you're going inward to feel what it is, whatever sensation it is, and then allowing your body to take that natural shape. 
And there's an abundance of archetypes. There's animals, there's nature, there's nature such as wind or trees or um, moss, bamboo, flowers, letting your body blossom open like a flower. There's queen, seductress, a uh, young schoolgirl. There's like actual characters from real life. Like you can take on the archetype of Angelina Jolie for whatever that means or Audrey Hepburn or whatever that means for you or um, Courtney Love. I talk about her all the time because she's just a mess and oftentimes prim and proper ladies need to have a little more Courtney Love in their lives. So that is the revealing portion. Now, why do we reveal it? This is the, the why aspect. We, re- we want to reveal this for so many reasons. The primary one is it liberates us. Most of you listening to this have probably five, five different archetypes that are accessible at the moment compared to the limitless amount that there are. Like good girl, um, good, like good daughter, good wife, good sister, uh, smart employee, and obedient maiden. I don't know. Like normally they're the archetypes around being good, performing well. When you have an abundant of other archetypes that are so important, even more important at this point, you have those down. What you need is more mess, more Kali, more snot coming down your face, more tears streaming, more openness, more of that beautiful ability to surrender, like more of that laying limp in your lover's arms in an awkward pose, just letting go of all your weight and letting him feel all of it and you just surrendering your heart open, yearning with your eyes for him to claim you. That's a pretty fucking cool one, right? (laughs) That's one of my favorite ones. Um... Why do we want to reveal this? We want to reveal this for us primarily because it opens up something within us that is so liberated. When we go into the places that we have turned off for most of our lives, several deaths happen. A death happens for you because you just lost access to a part of you, plain and simple. And then a death happens for the rest of the world because they lose out on whatever that thing is as well as the opposite. If you turn off your grief, then then you're also going to be limiting your joy. And so the world suffers because it, it doesn't get to see your beautiful grief or your beautiful joy anymore. So we reveal it because it's a gift to us and it's also a gift to the world. Um, the more I go into my, my feminine, the more I like reveal how I feel about things. And sometimes it's like um, it's pinching my nose and just being like, eek. To show that something's icky or it might be like, ah, to show I like an idea or it could be me fluttering my lids being like, ah, when someone does something. I was at the dinner with a friend the other day and he paid for our meal and I just swooned all over him. He's in a relationship. He has a kid. It doesn't matter though. I just swooned. I opened my heart because I just, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, we're not doing these things because we expect something or there's any kind of trade. It's just me now at this point of, wow, you just paid for me. That feels so good. And I know that it feels good for me to go into that place of like, because it's amplifying it. When you allow yourself to go into those states, you're amplifying it by making the sound and doing it with your body. So if I'm happy someone paid for me a dinner by by letting my body embody happiness, it actually amplifies it. So I get the benefit of feeling even more joy and then they're rewarded. 
they're rewarded. And a lot of times people hold back from showing these sides of themselves because they're, they worry that the other person is going to think something of it. Oh, she just smiled and wiggled because I paid for her, so she must now think I want a relationship. You're assuming for them, and you're robbing them from their own ability to interpret that. So stop that. I, I'm in a mood like that recently. Just like stop that. Stop, stop that. Stop doing that. So I'm going to be a little blunt about that. Stop robbing people from their own ability to make decisions about about you, really. Let them judge you. Let them have their own interpretations. Let them be wrong about it. And then you'll have a conversation about it whenever they're like, oh, whenever you sighed, when I paid for that meal, did that mean that you wanted a relationship? They won't do that at all. Uh, normally, it's just that you're making that up in, their, in your mind to keep you safe from doing that thing. So fuck it. Just do the thing anyways and then see what happens. Feel your own body, liberate, light up, and then watch them because they will feel rewarded. And you as a friend getting paid for and then revealing your joy, that is actually gifting him and he's going to be a better man because he'll take home that confidence he just received from seeing your pleasure run through your body to home to his own wife and to his family, realizing, oh, I, f I feel confident. The feminine loves when I do these things. So your ability to feel things is of service to the masculine in the world. It's very important for you to know. And it's not because we're expecting to get something in return. I just want to keep hammering that home. I have dated people and I've given them feedback with my sounds, with my embodiment, with actual words in a stage two way. When they said yes, they were open to feedback, not because I wanted to get something, but because I knew they were going to go out into the world and date someone else. And this would serve them because they're walking through life, cutting off women when women are talking or they're walking through life, uh, having sex with people without holding them afterwards. They're walking through life, not walking on the outside of the street and always having me be being by the street. And if I'm feeling something, I'm feeling something that doesn't feel great. All the other women that person comes into contact are feeling it too. So I'm serving him by letting him know, hey, are you open to hearing something that I would love? I would love if after we had sex, you held me. I would love if you let me finish my sentences because I do have important things to say. I would love if you planned our dates more, regardless or not, if I'm the woman they're with for the rest of their life. That's where my practice is now. It wasn't like this. When I started doing this work, I was really coming from a place of like me needing to build my own foundation of how to communicate my own needs for myself. But now I realize, oh, the gift of the feminine is that we can reveal because we are so sensitive. We're sensitive to our own emotions. Whatever you feel, I guarantee it, another person in that person's presence feels it too. And by you listening to your own sensitivity, the part of you that hurts, that they cut you off, the part of you that hurts because you don't feel protected by them. When you listen to that part of you and you share it from a place of non-attachment, but rather as a gift, you are serving that person and every other person they come into contact with. That's one of the things that's really powerful about your feminine. You feel deeply. And because you feel deeply, you can serve deeply. So that is the why. I mean, we just have more of a sensitive uh, emotional we're more sensitive and more emotional than the masculine 
So we have the ability to feel what feels good and what doesn't feel good better than they can. So therefore we can serve by sharing these things in ways that are heart connected and kind and warm, not pointy and edgy and at them like you're not enough in this way, but rather revealing our pain or our heartache to not be not be feeling protected through softness, through open eyes, through crying eyes, through um, through revealing our yearning on our knees, right? Yeah, even on our knees, crying, saying, please, don't you see me? Can you protect me? I need you. So here's just another little thing I'm going to drop in. Um, I'm, I'm talking about this today because I've received a few questions from people saying, how do I reveal my feminine in a way that he can metabolize? And... Um, this, this is connected and it's not, but I'm just going to drop it in. I'm going to say it probably in another podcast all about this. But if you're listening to this, chances are you're really interested in the feminine masculine. Uh, my encouragement to you is, is, is good. Stay in your realm of the feminine. Don't ever tell your partner he's not in his masculine. Or tell him he needs to learn how to be in his masculine more. Or send him a million links about being in his masculine from other masculine teachers. Don't do that. Just don't. The deeper you go in your feminine, the more he's going to go into his masculine. That's just how polarity works. So celebrate that. When you go into your feminine and you really just feel into your own energy, your own emotions, and you also hold that for your own self with your masculine, this is called husbanding your feminine. When you husband your feminine, automatically it takes off less pressure on him to have to metabolize it a certain way. Because the question, how do I reveal my feminine in a way that he can metabolize, is already a bit about, um, it, it sounds to me like it's a bit about controlling his experience and whether or not he can metabolize something a way that you want him to. So take the focus off of him and put the focus on yourself. How can you how can you reveal your feminine in a way that you can hold primarily in a way that is heart-centered in a way that you can reveal to him. It's more about revealing to him in a way that feels heart-centered rather than getting him to metabolize it a certain way. Cuz underneath that there might be I don't know, I'm making up things in my head right now, but I'm imagining that some people asking this question are asking, how do I reveal my feminine in a way that he will respond to with, I love you, I see you, what, what do you want me to do? Or something of that nature. Because he might not respond that way. He might, be, he might be overstimulated by your energy. I've seen men that were faced with the feminine energy and blew some circuits. And they had to go lie down in a corner with a blanket. It's not about her. It's about his ability to hold that. The masculine needs to train their capacity to hold your energy. There's two parts here, okay? I'm going to say that again. The feminine must learn how to reveal her energy or her emotions in a way that is connected to her heart. That's pure. Like, not I'm mad at you because you're not who I want you to be, but... I am deeply, deeply sad and mad and full of grief because I don't feel held and seen. That's different. 
that comes from a more tender place, a tender place that he can respond to. He, he might get defensive if he feels you are attacking his character and his masculine. So don't do that. Stay in your own lane. What, what is underneath your complaint? What is underneath that? So already think about what your complaint is. What is the thing you're wanting to reveal to him that you want him to metabolize? Maybe it's, I want you to pick up your socks. It's not about the socks. It really is not about the socks or doing the dishes. Underneath that is a core desire to X, Y, Z. To be taken care of, to be led, to be seen, to be seen as worthy enough to have a clean space, um, to be able to rely on him. Like those are more of the core yearnings and desires. It's not the crap that we say it is normally. It's underneath that. And it's like a water faucet dripping on our forehead over time where we just might explode because why don't you fucking pick up the socks? But what is underneath that is more like this. Like, why don't you do these things you'll say that you'll do? Do you not see me? Do you not hear me? I yearn to be loved. And I yearn to be loved by you. You're who I choose. I want to be loved by you. And it hurts me. It hurts me when you say you will do things and you don't. Because I want to trust you. I want to be led by you. I want to worship you as my king, but I can't. I can't. You must rise with me and for me in the name of love. Okay, so do you feel the difference between those two? (laughs) It's a very big difference. One normally is going to create a defense mechanism. He's going to feel threatened. He's going to feel like he's wrong. And we don't want to make our loved ones feel like as humans, they're fundamentally wrong, like something is wrong with them. There's a way you can reveal your yearning without making them wrong for not getting it, not doing it right, not leading you. So so um, identify the core desire underneath the complaint. That's really important. Before you go on, I really used to hate saying nagging. Like it really bothered me, but now I, I've reclaimed that word because I, I actually do think that's what a lot of us do is we nag. And it's not to say it's not justified because it, it is, but it's a, it comes out like a nag, like lukewarm water. It's just not, it's not rich. It's not full bodied. It's not depthful. It's just like, do this, do this, do this. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And that's in a way he really, that's the thing he can't metabolize. So if you're asking the question, how do I reveal the feminine in a way he can metabolize? Well, it's not what you've probably been doing of complaining that's the thing that we should say, never again. Let's get away from that. And, and we won't. We'll, we'll keep doing it. We're not perfect. And yeah, we have to work on this, okay? So don't have these crazy expectations. But at the same time, allow yourself to just really go head in on this new way of revealing. Rather than complaining and using words, use embodiment, use expression, use sound. So I have a few things to offer you. And if you have not listened to the podcast that I did on the three stages of communication, go listen to that. I did it recently. I will include that link in the podcast show notes. 
so crucial. It's one of the most popular episodes I've done so far. I talk about the three stages of communicating that David Data lays out. First stage, which is the closed hearted one. Second stage, which is really the coming from an intellect of I hear you. Here's what I need. Very, very like spiritual and grounded, a really healthy place to be. And then there's the third stage of artfully revealing what it is you want. So in this episode, in this episode, I want to talk about a few ways that you can reveal your feminine in a way that he really can metabolize. Here are three things to, to write down. You can reveal your yearning through humor. You can reveal your yearning through tenderness. And you can reveal your yearning through sexuality. So I will give an example of each. Um, I may have given this example in that three stages of communication, maybe not. But a way that you can reveal, let's say that you are really wanting him to do his dishes. Let's just start there because that's a good that's something that's been very live for me in my past. Let's say that you really want him to do the dishes when he says he'll do the dishes. You could say, why don't you ever do the dishes? Are you going to clean that? I'm really frustrated you're never doing the dishes. You could do all of that. But chances are you've tried that and it doesn't work. He will roll his eyes. He will get frustrated. He will feel emasculated. And he will feel like you don't trust him, which you don't. But it's not leading him into wanting to trust to be trustable. It's actually telling him and I don't really love that word but that's true truly what it is it's not inspiring him to lead you and that's what we must do and and this is not for everyone in the world right but it's for you if you're listening to this episode and you want to know how to be in a polarized relationship there are some things you must do in order to get there and it involves doing something different and being fairly humble And saying you're willing to do something out of the box to get to the place you want to be in the name of love. You're willing to do something different. So if you're willing, there is a part you have to play. And if you want to third stage it and go into humor to get him to do his dishes, don't do the first stage, which is why don't you ever do the dishes? Because that will repel him. You could do the second stage, which is communicating when you don't do the dishes, I feel this way. And what I would really love more of is if we created some sort of system where I know that you're going to be doing the dishes every Monday, Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. So communicating your desires where you listen to each other. Or you could third stage it, which could, I mean, you. this is your art. So you create whatever it is you want. You could write a little poem and you could perform it for him. I want you to do the dishes because when you don't, it makes me vicious. And you could be wearing a costume and then you could just swarm in on him and shower him in tickles or kisses. And again, like I said, this takes some humility of being willing to be the one to open first. When you really want to close, be the one to open first. Because what what if they were going to forget to do the dishes for the rest of your life together. What if you knew that? What if you pretended like they would never, ever remember? Knowing that, I would hope that you would learn how to, or you would yearn how to do something different that brought you joy because you don't want to be miserable for the rest of your life. That's a very key thing about the feminine. We don't want to close. We don't want to nag. We don't want to complain. So knowing we really don't want to do that, you're safe to try something new. You're safe to explore new options and ways of communicating. One of them can be humor. You could do a poem and perform it for him. 
you could go get your dish gloves out and you could start to do the dishes while you gently touch yourself. This is more of the sexuality one that I did. Um, but you could you could like put on a big white t-shirt and become a dishwasher and you could do this whole skit about being a dishwasher and um, you could also another one that would be a little bit more of humor is grabbing the dishes falling to your knees and then just being like oh I can't scrub one more dish while you're kind of scrubbing it in the air you can play with it with humor when when it comes to tenderness this is the heart connected yearning like this is when you go into the place that I talked about earlier right instead of saying why don't you ever do dishes this is the place that goes I want to be seen I want to be felt I want to be loved I want to be touched you know after dinner if you make it and he doesn't go do the dishes and instead he wants to smoke um, a bowl and play video games and he goes over to the couch you could literally walk over to the couch get on your knees in front of him put your hands on his knees and just start weeping with your shoulders open not closed down to the ground um, caving in that's a very habitual pattern but rather open with your shoulders revealing your heart exposing your heart and crying without any words that's the key less words less words less words less words less words i cannot say that one enough we don't need as many words as we think we need we can get across our feminine's heart and what our heart is craving a lot more without words believe it or not so then the next one is sexuality using your sex um, this one's one of my favorites. So um, going back to the gloves example, you could be putting on some gloves and you could even add in a little bit of a poem to that. You could do a whole shebang with it. But you can say, well, 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 if someone else is not going to do the dishes, I guess I'll do it. And you can start doing the dishes while you also sway your hips and then touch yourself a little bit and then he comes over and he tries to swoop in and then you smack his hand and you say uh-uh-uh only the person that does the dishes gets to touch this so that's a way to bring some of your sex and that's where the real polarity is created is when you actually take these moments that have potential to be fights and you sexify them and you create polarity in these moments because really these tense moments are the day-to-day it's hard living with another human being. It's hard to be in relationship, especially now when we know what's possible and we're all living these very spiritual, abundant lives and we're working on ourselves and reading books and having needs. We're starting to expect more and more from our partners. We have higher expectations of what we need in some regards. You know, some people, it's actually the opposite where they're in polyamorous relationships and they're getting what they need from various people. So, if you are in a monogamous relationship and you are wanting to go very deep and you're wanting to learn how to actually spend your days in more joy than you are in anguish, start doing these things. And the bonus that I'll say is begin to reveal in a way that will nourish his nervous system. So whatever it is that you want, let's say whatever your core desire is, your core desire is to be 
emotionally safe. That's a very big one for most feminine beings. If you want to feel emotionally safe, meaning you bring up an emotion, he's there for you and he's listening and he's not disregarding it or turning it back around on you. He's not defensive. If that's what your core desire is, how do you become that for him in a way that would feel good to him? Giving the thing it is that we so deeply want is the greatest, greatest gift and teacher and lesson. So whatever it is that you want, even right now, because what you want may change on a daily basis. I believe most of the time it always comes down to desiring unconditional love and all these things are really rooted in our childhood. So let's say what you wanted was unconditional love. How can you love the person in front of you unconditionally? Whether or not they do the dishes, whether or not they pick up their socks, whether or not they plan dates right, whether or not they back down, how do you still love them and reveal what it is that you want? Your heart revealing what it is you want, you getting on your knees when he goes to play his video games and you putting your hands on his knees and opening your heart and crying is a magical gift to him. I cannot say that enough. It will wake him up. It will show him something beautiful. He doesn't have access to that in his own body. And that will inspire him to be a better man. And for you to actually open up and reveal your heart's truth to him is a way you show unconditional love. Closing your your shoulders, turning away and giving the cold shoulder and withholding your truth is a way you do the opposite. That's conditional love. And that's what most people do. When they don't get what it is they, that, that they want, they don't reveal their heart and they don't reveal what it is that they really want. They close their heart and turn away and that's conditional love. Unconditional love is going there, revealing how much you want your person to see you, to hold you, to cherish you. So here's a la- the last few final tips here. Key is to remember. These, this is more of a quick fire round, but these are very important. So grab your journal and write these down. Key is to remember, do it because it gives you a gift. Do this, do all of this, humor, tenderness, sexuality, giving it in a way that would nourish his nervous system, revealing, working on your feminine rather than putting the focus on him being in his masculine, going into the desire rather than staying in the realm of the complaint. Do all of this because it's a gift to you. This is authenticity. That word everyone keeps throwing around This is what that is. It's going into the depths of what it is you really want, feeling that and being truthful in it, not being passive aggressive or sarcastic. I am not a sarcastic person anymore. And it's very challenging for me to be around sarcasm. Very challenging. I don't think I actually have anyone in my life that's sarcastic because it's deflecting. It's not true. And and it can come out as hurtful. So I'm not sarcastic at all. I would rather be a very intentional, real, authentic person Revealing my heart with my friends and my loved ones and everyone because that's what takes us into deeper relationship. Do it because it gives you the gift and it, it does give them the gift too, but do it for you. Number two, remain unattached. Completely. You don't know how they're going to respond. You don't know if they're going to like it. You don't know if they're going to misinterpret it. And it's actually none of your business. It's not in your power. It's never going to be. And it's robbing them of an experience if you try to control how they perceive it. Because it's art. And art shouldn't be controlled. Art can't be controlled. And you trying to control their experience of whatever it is you're revealing is robbing them of their... It's, it's you being in the masculine, actually. 
It's like, I'm going to reveal my feminine heart, but I'm going to control exactly how you see it. And I'm going to lead you into how you're supposed to look at this and how you're supposed to feel about it. If you trust that your partner has a strong masculine within or has a masculine within and just needs time to come out, trust him to make his own decisions on how to handle what you're presenting to him. Let him have his own experience of it. That's part of the journey. He needs to learn that. He needs to do that. Other than that, you're mothering. And that kills the polarity. Number three, less words, no words if possible. Your body language says it all. Your quakes, your shivers, your cries, it will, it will show. It will reveal. The next one, don't just reveal your feminine anger and where you want things to change and where you want more, but reveal your feminine joy. When you eat something, I cannot tell you how many happy dances I do a day when I eat good food. That's my favorite thing. It's automatic now. I'm in my own kitchen and I eat almond butter by the spoonful as I always do and I'm doing a dance. You better believe I'm doing a dance because it feels good. And there's no glory in living the life of a martyr where you starve yourself from pleasure and you only lean on the dark. We want joy. We want to feel good. We want more and more and more of that. Be greedy for goodness. Be greedy for love and pleasure. Indulge yourself fully into that state and reveal it to him. Please reveal to him how, how good it feels when he does something that you wanted him to do without saying, yeah, you did what I wanted you to do. Don't say that. Show him. Show him how good it feels whenever he pays for you. Ha, oh, ha. Oh. A huge core desire of the feminine is to be financially taken care of. Maybe I'll do another podcast on that by itself. But that is a big desire. Whether or not it's really alive to you, you can reveal to him still how much you appreciate it by smiling and giving him a different flavor of you. Maybe you give him a little bit of your little girl. Thanks, daddy. I do that one all the time with my man. Or you give him a little shiver. I feel energy in my spine similar to orgasms really easily. So whenever I feel something that just lights me up, like finally I'm getting this masculine energy I crave so much. I'm being led. He told me what to wear. He told me to get on my knees. He paid for me. He's doing all these things I'm craving and I want so badly. I'm going to show him because why would he still do it if I didn't reveal my joy in what he does? The next one, notice if you set him up to fail before you even give your revealing a shot. Like, for example, I would reveal that to him, but he won't get it. You're setting him up for failure. You're not even giving him a chance. So stop that. <laughs> Cut that out. Do it for you. That's, that's why it's so important to come back to doing something for you so that it doesn't matter how he takes it or doesn't take it. Um, the next one is notice how he shows up as a reflection of you. If you're getting frustrated that he's not really in his masculine, well, chances are you're not really in your feminine. You're not in your feminine nearly as much as you can be because you're sitting there controlling his level of leadership. So go deeper. You out-feminine him. It might be a little bit of work, but do it. Do it if that's what you want. If you want to have a polarized relationship, your part is to be going deeper into your feminine and doing your own work because that will naturally polarize the situation. The last one is called holding the pose. That's my last tip. Hold the pose, meaning 
Go into your feminine deeper and then stay there. Don't lose it. I don't mean forever. I don't mean you can't go into your own masculine whenever the time arises. But let's say you're not getting what it is that you want. You really want them to do the dishes and you're trying one of these mechanisms. Just do it longer. Do it louder. Amplify it if he's not getting the message. Become a work of art. Become a theater piece. Be so loud without having to raise your voice, just like energetically taking up more space as you do this thing until he sees you. If you're not, like a, a lot of times women think that they're revealing something at like a 10, but to his nervous system, because it's so dense, because he's so not as sensitive as you are, it's like a two. So do it more and more and more and more. Do it so much bigger than you thought you had to do. And not tentatively, go for it reveal show it will light him up and be a pleasure and a joy oh, thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it we would so appreciate to get a five-star review on itunes and for you to send this episode to a friend what friend is desperately cra- craving to be led in her relationship and needs to know that it's all about her going deeper into her feminine send this episode to her Stay subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so that you can get every episode on Wednesdays automatically. And if you want more of this, you want more practices, you want to reveal your feminine on a deeper level, whether you're single or in relationship, you want the goods. If you want the goods and you want to go into your fierce feminine, you want to create a flow, you want to feel both cool and cool as the feminine and warm as the feminine, you want to go in your sensuality, sexuality, you want practices to heal your inner child, to clean up your language so that you're a more empowered employee, both in your feminine and in your masculine. If you want to have two Zoom calls with me where I lead you a live embodiment practice, come join us in the Feminine Spirit School. This is the only offering at the lowest price point that I have outside of my one-on-one coaching and retreats. So if you want to take home tools and take home practices without investing in one-on-one coaching with me quite yet, this is the place to do it. The Feminine Spirit School has a little more time left for the early bird price and the first 10 people who sign up, and we already have a few of these taken, still some more spots, but the first 10 people who sign up receive a 60-minute session with me that is still available. Um, We have more than 10 people signed up for the course, but that's because a lot of them are clients and they want all of it. They want to do all the things. So if you would like to sign up and you haven't worked with me, you're not one of my one-on-one clients and you want to get this free session, I highly encourage that you sign up now so that you can receive a $500 value for free, which is my single session just with you. So you'll get two Zoom calls with the group, a single session, and then this entire abundant course with practices around archetypes and pleasure and masculine and breath work and meditations. There's a practice from John Wineland in it, who is my teacher. Then uh, Ashe Sandara has a breast massage practice. We have information on crystal wands, shamanic shaking exercises, you're going to be blown up with practices in a way that feels so good so abundant you're going to be one wise priestess and you can get all the information for that at maddiemoon.com forward slash feminine 
spirit. Let me know if you have any questions on that in the meantime. I have so enjoyed talking to you today about revealing your feminine in a way that the masculine meta- can metabolize. If you have any follow-up questions, follow me on Instagram at Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-M-O-O-N. Ask me away over there. And that's all for today. I will see y'all next week for another juicy, insightful, yummy, scrumptious episode with another guest. Thank you.